Welcome back to Cosmic Connections. I am so stoked to be here with you today. I'm here with my sister, Allie. Hi. (laughs) Which I'm so excited to share this magic today. I know in the last episode, we started season two and we explained the shift that this podcast is going to be taking. And it's that as we expand the tribe and continue to create magic around the world, we really want to include so many different voices on here to share what we've learned from them, what they're sharing with the world, and really just let this be a place for connection that continues to grow. So a little bit of a backstory about the tribe when we started was that me and my sister both have been very into yoga and we both started with more of the physical practice. And then as we got more into it, learned about the lineage and the mental health aspect and the, you know, all these different limbs and branches and philosophies of yoga. And we really started making that a lifestyle. And it was super special to be inspired by my little sister in this way, because she created this epic course that synthesized this ancient text in a way that helped me understand like I had never understood before. And it was a way that I could understand and execute and share with the world. And that actually is the foundation of the high vibe travel tribe is these principles that have been around for thousands of years, but it's how we speak and share and educate on these principles. So yeah, the course uh, was called Connecting Yoga. And Allie, if you want to just speak on that and share what that is. Yeah, Connecting Yoga was definitely my first baby. Um, I have a real baby now. And that was, I mean, a whole labor of love in itself. Um, I really got into the physical asana as a catalyst just during a time of self-discovery. And I started, you know, taking a lot of classes and I was really starting to feel the shifts and feel really different. And that was super exciting. And I had an opportunity to take a teacher training and I jumped right in. And during that I couple of months, I mean, my whole world, I feel flipped upside down. Like it was such an expansive opportunity to realize how much more there was to everything. You know, that was the first time I really stopped like looking at myself as a physical entity. I really started saying like, oh, who am I? You know, and I, like I said, was going through a really dark time. So having this whole window into my soul basically be flooded open was extremely overwhelming. So for the next couple of you know, months and years, I feel like I grounded into what I learned in my training. And I'm a very type A person. And I just felt like it was me dipping my toes into it. But I wanted to, you know, really like dive in, swim. I wanted to be completely immersed in this. So I really just started studying it and started trying to understand the best I could. And then that led me to 
a lot of my clients and people and I was getting the same questions over and over again about how to implement these practices. So then I just started writing them down and I started creating kind of what the outline for connecting yoga was. And then fast forward a few months and I created the whole program that explains, you know, everything about yoga and granite. I mean, it's still not people study this their whole lives and I am by no means a master of any of this, but it definitely is a good entry point, you know, for a lot of people who are just maybe started in the physical asana like I did and then wanted to deepen into the spirituality aspect of it. And yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful program. I I ran it, I think three or four times and it's awesome. I was so happy to be able to share that. Yes, it was truly a life-changing course. And I feel so blessed to have been included in that and the way that, you know, it's changed my life in the sense of you can, you know, for example, you can use the term karma yoga in a book and you can read about it all you want, but to actually implement that is a completely different story. You know, are you expecting a thank you from someone who unpacks the dishwasher, right? Like you have these concrete examples in there that I was able to track in my life. Whoa, that's where I'm not practicing that. That's where this fog is coming up. And it was just, you took it with the history and real life examples and married those together. And yeah, it's, it's truly magical. I'm curious, are you still offering connecting yoga? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would totally offer it to anyone who would be interested in it. It's just not going to have that live aspect. However, I recorded every group call, you know, we did discussion questions, we did discussions, all of that. So that, that is accessible, but of course it's a little different than like someone, you know, walking you through it every step of the way, but essentially you are being walked through it still, but. Yeah. And I think that with the course, you really, you really helped me embody the teachings. And I feel like that's something that I really, I could just cry saying this, like I admire so much about you is that you embody what you teach and teach what you embody. Like you are a walking embodiment of what you preach. I really, really appreciate that. And your support was huge. It was so nerve wracking to, to do a course like that. And I'm happy that I'm so happy you were there. And yeah, for anyone who is interested in what the course is, I'm happy to all share the link with you, Tay, and you can, you know, people can read about it or whatever, but I'm, I'm open for questions and discussions always, even though it's not actively running. Yeah. I think I would love for you to just, you know, when I think of you, right. And the way that you've impacted me and the way that I'm impacting the world through my business. It's the things that come to my mind are, you know, the environment, living, connecting yoga principles, and, um, you know, being vegan. And although I don't, um, you know, I don't follow a fully vegan lifestyle, the awareness that you've brought into my field around meat consumption and choosing the meat that we eat and just like really having that mindful component of like the the connection that we lose in today's society. I would love to know out of these topics, you know, what, what are you most passionate about sharing with the people listening to this podcast 
Where do you yeah. want to start? I mean, I'll start with the, I'll start with that environment aspect just because that has been a really deep place I've been in recently. Um, with the birth of my daughter, essentially, I really, I, I'm so thankful that you mentioned, you know, that embodiment aspect, because that's all I'm trying to do. I feel this first year of motherhood is like, how can I embody a a better human? Like, you know, so Ember, my daughter can grow up with that awareness and with that knowing that I don't feel like we all get that connection sometimes until we're older. So, you know, with the, with with Mother Gaia, with the environment, I just feel that this is so interlaced with yoga, but also just humanity in general. It's such a unifying aspect. And, you know, whether you're reducing your waste, whether you're choosing a more compassionate lifestyle, any of these things, like that's going to help you deepen into not only your, your yoga practice, you know, but it's going to deepen your level of compassion and like your level of love. And to me, that transforms who you are. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a a point that maybe would be fun to, to dive into deeper would just be talking and sharing about like little ways, you know, that we all can shift. And you mentioned like, of course, consuming less meat is a great option, but like even further than that, you know, how can you like, this is going to sound so silly, but like things that are so simple, like how can you bring a deeper awareness into what you're doing every single day to try to lessen your impact and like lessening my impact seems like such a daunting task. But if you start with little things every single day, like it makes a huge difference and it can be really easy to get caught up in the environmental overwhelm of feeling hopeless Mm -hmm. Um, for the state of the world. I am like always pulling myself out of that. Um, But it's up to us to embody that yoga and to live that way. So that way we can hopefully make a collective difference before it's too late. But the example I was about to use was I've recently started making my own butter. So just Mm -hmm. like things like that, you know, that it's like so silly, like, oh, you're just like making butter. But I mean, think about that. That's so much less we would buy we would have probably have bought four or five you know plastic cartons of butter by now oh my gosh Allie like when I think of you you guys let me tell you like this woman she seriously when when I think of lessening my own impact right and we truly track through a day it's like the containers that we buy we buy spinach and it comes in a plastic container we buy a latte in the morning it comes in a plastic cup it, I mean I feel like Ali, you you literally do so much. I mean, you make your own butters, you make your I own know. milk, my own. You bread. you go to a co-op and you use yep. your own bags and you bring your own. You don't even use produce bags. Um, you have an electric car. You know, I feel like you you do so many things, and I feel like when someone's just beginning this journey of like, what does that even mean to like lessen the impact? Like, let's open up. What are we even talking about? Yeah. For me, I think, you know, how can I almost seem as if I'm, I haven't been here, 
Ooh, like, I, I love that. When I go into the grocery store, can I leave with only the things that like I'm going to consume within that week and like maybe not have anything in my cart that's going to to create waste? Which of course, you know, I have a husband. He eats raisin bran every week. Can I convince him to get the raisin bran out of the bulk section? No, apparently it's not the same, you know? So it's like, yes, I mean, there are, I'm by no means perfect, but when I am choosing and trying to make like that conscious decision, it's like, okay, how can I pretend like I wasn't even here? I love that. How can we pretend like we weren't here? And it's like, when you leave, you probably don't have that many things you're throwing away in a day, do you? No. And I would say I'm an extremist. I'm really trying... This is an element of myself that I have feel like I've been like this since I was little. It's if you look at everything we've talked about with the connecting yoga program, it wasn't like, oh, I want to share yoga. It was like, no, what is yoga? What's every aspect of yoga? How can we really know? Like, yeah, you know, same with being vegan. Like I went vegan overnight. I was like, okay, this is it, you know, all in. And with the zero waste, my husband's constantly reminding me like, Allie, you know, we live in a society that doesn't support the way you're trying to live. And like, it's so great, you know, we can do all the things every day, but there is that balance, you know, like, am I never, ever going to get takeout? Like, no, like I'm going to get takeout, you know? So it's definitely like finding that. But I mean, if you, to me, like, these are the things that it's great to be all in. You know, like, yeah, aren't we all in because we all live in the same place that isn't going to last forever. And like, mm-hmm. it's a part of our yoga to take care of this earth. And by doing that, like, we need to treat her as if, you know, she is this entity that like, needs support needs love needs nurturing. And like, I don't feel like we live like that. Yeah. I always say mama earth takes care of all of us. How do we care for her? And in my journey right now, the ways that I've, you know, learned from you, I feel like you, you inspire me. And then I apply it in my own life in a way that I didn't think about it, you know, cause our brains are passionate about different topics. And one of the things I'm feeling right now is sadness and pain around, I feel like I look around and I'm just seeing consumption, consumption, consumption. And it's like, I'm like craving people to just think about how am I giving back? If I'm consuming, how am I giving back? And so as the awareness increases to, to, you know, doing our part, there's also this sadness arising in me. And it's like this balance I'm trying to find. such a deep pain. It really is. I feel like I get so down in the dump sometimes because I just feel heartbroken for the world that, you know, my daughter is going to grow up into. It's like, I, I yearn for that normal of, consistently taking care in a like in a way that's more um sustainable and I think when we look at that pain we have to contrast that like it's the light and the dark you know it's the yin and the yang it's the shiva the shaka like because you are able to have such love for the earth and such awareness and such passion for you know in this circumstance lowering your consumption that is because 
that level of love is so great. We have to feel that contrast of the deep pain. So it's, mm. it's just something that I feel like we have to continue to grow through. Yeah. And share and educate and not be hardened by the lack of that mm-hmm. we see because then our joy is gone. Yeah. And, and everybody can take simple steps like growing your own herbs, you know, starting little like vegetables, like kale. Kale is actually a very winter resistant. I'm in Virginia, so it frosts here and gets pretty cold. Like I can grow kale in the winter. You know, that's one, which my kale at the co-op doesn't necessarily come in a bag, but you know, a lot of kales are bagged. So it's like, that's one bag you could consume, you know, and you can grow herbs on your windowsill. Like how many, how many people are buying the tubes of basil or the, you know, basil in that, that, plastic Plastic every single week because you want to make pesto or something when it's like you could grow that. Yes. So growing, you know, finding maybe one or two things to start. Cause you know, for me, when I think of growing something, it's a little overwhelming with running a business and my lifestyle. But what I've started doing is reaching out to local farmers instead of going to the grocery store. And that way, you know, here it's like we try to find a farmer so we can grab the greens instead of buying the greens in the plastic mm-hmm. tub. But just, yeah, I think other ways would be any suggestions you have as people are listening just of like how to start this. Yeah, you know, I would definitely say the bulk shopping is it's so great. I mean, it's a lot cheaper and you can go in there and buy like your your rice, your beans, your oats, your lentils, like all of the things. And what um, are you putting those in if you're not using bags? Yeah. So I usually use my own jars. I just have mason jars. Um, I also have just like canvas bags that for things like mushrooms or stuff like that, I just put it in a canvas bag instead. And Bulk shopping can be overwhelming if you've never done it before, but I mean, really you just have to weigh your jar before or weigh your container and then you fill it up and then you write the skew on it and then they weigh it at the cashier and it's, that's it. You know, you're done. Yeah. I know the first time I was like going in to do it, I was so like, oh my God, this is crazy, which I also had like a baby, you know, with me, but yes. And then I feel like this, this call to action can be in so many places besides just our waste and our food. I mean, you've educated me and it's opened up a passion for me of like, no more fast fashion. Why are we so obsessed with, you know, A, B, and C that so-and-so is wearing? And it's because that's how our society is designed. So for me, turning off that craving is hard at first, you know, but then like I have fallen in love with thrifting. And if you, if anybody here wants to transform their organizational life, Marie Kondo is such a good um, place to start, but it really is like that concept of does this spark joy, you know, just really looking at the things that you wear and you feel and asking like, does this make me feel good? Does this align? And you know, that's, that's like a really easy way to consume less because you're perfect and beautiful as you are. And that's what yoga teaches us. And as we consume even something as like a pair of jeans, it's like how many pairs of jeans are already out there existing without adding to this overconsumption. And there's, 
you know, clothes are being dumped in other countries covering the floors of their earth there due to America's overconsumption of clothes. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And I, I think I've really adopted that in my own life of like, how can I not add to the continued consumption? Can I go to a local thrift store and rewear something and feel fabulous in it for what my heart wants, not what like is in right now. And you've, you've, I feel like a service that you should offer, honestly, every birthday y'all I'm like, I tell my sister, I'm like, please like, here's some money, go thrifting for me, help me. And we have a system. I feel like we both do this. When we get something new, we donate something out of our closet. So it's this like trading process essentially. Totally. And, and I think like even being creative with how you reuse some things, like you can make a canvas bag out of a t-shirt pretty easily. You know, there's, you know, you can make cotton rags. Like we use cloth diapers and like we wipe with, instead of using the wipes that come in that container, you know, we use like cloth wipes. So it's like a cloth wipe can be made out of a cloth, you know, from a dress, a t-shirt, like, you know, yeah it's super, super creative, I guess, to figure out how can I stop this from going to the landfill? Yeah. I feel like I'm thinking we're going to need a workshop or something on like this stuff, because I feel like a lot of times it's not that people don't want to, they just don't know how or where to start. So I would say from this, if we were going to give them three like three actionable steps of if you were going to focus on three things for one month, what would you say those three things should be? Hmm. Specifically for waste reduction or just in general? I would say any way that they can can contribute to saving mother earth. You know, I feel like we have a lot of different types of people that listen to this podcast. We have teenagers, we have moms, we have business women, we have, 30 year olds. It's like such a vast variety. So yeah, maybe just like three points that people could hear this and be like, I'm going to try this for one month. So the first thing that came to my mind, which is a little bit obscure is, um, so just a preference. I'm so passionate about so many things that sometimes I feel like I have a hard time, like staying centered and talking about one thing. So my bad on that. But, um, the first thing that I was thinking of is just I mean, the whole concept of like yana yoga. So like asking yourself, who am I? If every single day for a month, you asked yourself, who am I? I guarantee your actions are going to follow probably, you know, based some days they will, some days they won't. But it's like, if I wake up in the morning and say, who am I? And I am connecting with the fact that I am a, you know, I'm a strong confident, beautiful woman who needs X, Y, and Z, like I'm more likely to give myself that because I checked in and asked like, who am I? Amazing. My first one. And so Johnny, yeah, well, let's dive into more of that after I'm I'm curious too. Okay. Point number two. My second point would probably be just to nourish, nourish in a way that really serves your soul. And that can, you know, be with, that and that can be like the whole cycle of your food. So like we talked about the bulk shopping, but like getting your food in a sustainable way, eating a nourishing meal. And then it's like when you're done, 
you know, are you composting it? Are you putting it in the trash? Like that nourishment to me is that full cycle. Mm, That is beautiful. Like not just ourselves, but like the preparation process, the intentional eating process, and then what's happening after we've eaten. Yeah. So probably nourishment would be my second one. And then my third one would probably be to just, I mean, creating some sort of connection, whether that's like a mantra or, you know, journaling for me, it's been a lot of mantra work lately of just like attuning to who it is you're trying to align with, you know, like we all have that highest self and we have to tap into it. And often we get so rigid and I mean, I can't even explain to you how crazy this past year has been, especially with my particular practices that I love. Like I used to wake up, journal, meditate, do my yoga. You know, now I'm lucky if I literally get any sleep at night. So finding those different ways to to attune to that higher self and releasing mm-hmm. like all other other aspects. So like, it might not be journaling every day. Maybe it's just listening to a five minute mantra on your way, or maybe it's on a walk or turning off your phone or whatever that does is for you. But just like taking some time to attune your heart with who Mm. you are. And I'm really hearing through these, through these three points of who am I, the full nourishment cycle and creating connection is all with self, Mm -hmm. you know, and the, the depth we can go with ourself is the depth we can go with another person in our lives, our family. And I feel like to have even that relationship with, you know, saving the earth, like we were talking about earlier, to connect to her, we first have to connect to ourselves. So I absolutely love those three points. And I, I couldn't agree more. And if we were going to say, you know, on top of that, what are three ways to reduce the environmental impact if you are just doing the bare minimum starting this? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is buy a reusable water bottle. Mm. Yes, definitely. I would say compost if you can. So, I mean, and if you can't compost, throw it in your backyard, you know, Mm -hmm. it's composting doesn't have to be super fancy. Um, you might not be able to use your compost if you're chucking it in the woods, but at least something's using it. Yes. I love that. And what else? Um, let's see the third. Somebody who's never really thought about this. Yeah. I mean, I would probably, I would probably say like focusing on, I don't know. Cause that's, that's going to depend on, so say full, like focusing on whole, whole plant foods is like a pretty easy way to reduce your waste just because it's like, Mm. if you're only eating, you know, plants, you're less likely to buy all this stuff that comes like already made. But I I totally get that. Like not everybody wants to buy dried beans and make beans, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're kind of saying like buying things that don't require the cans and the plastic containers and the cardboard boxes. Cause you're right. Like if we are mainly shopping the produce section and using the, the bulk grains and rices and beans. It's like, yeah, we we really don't have that much waste. And we're actually doing um, for November, we're doing a plastic free November through the tribe. So we're all making a commitment to do plastic free. We're going to do the whole retreat plastic free. And so 
for anyone listening, please message us if you want to join this challenge. It's going to be a challenge, but what an eye-opening experience like we're about to go through. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It is. And so as we, you know, kind of tie this back into, you know, I feel like one podcast episode would never be enough for like the things I want to talk about with you. But the connecting yoga, you know, the reason I brought that in is because it truly is the foundation of this entire tribe and business. And so, yeah, I don't know if if it feels resonant to you to maybe briefly touch on the, you know, the four paths and maybe just like a real life example from each one or, um, you know, I'll let you intuitively flow, but I would love for, you know, if people aren't familiar with these philosophies to just get a little taste of like, what is this magic that you shared with me? Yeah. I mean, we can, I'll try to like, keep it so not surface, but just not go, go off into it. But we'll, we can start with just that path of karma yoga, because I feel as if that is such a great entry point. So karma yoga is essentially, you know, how can I live of service with no expectation? So Mm -hmm. having that every moment be serving the universe, essentially. And, you know, it's that small little thing of realizing when your ego comes in and expects things. I would say that's the biggest awakening of karma yoga, at least it was for me, was realizing like how much I did expect. Mm, How much same. how many times was I doing something just to get a a compliment when it was like, not even intentionally me wanting a compliment, but like subconsciously that was, you know, that it's crazy how we're wired like that. I remember you shared a story about giving out sandwiches. I mean, I, I essentially, this was before my zero waste journey, but I made hundreds of PB and J's and went all around downtown Charlotte and just passed them out as a challenge to myself to see what it would feel like to just give and not want a thank you, you know, not want. And like, there were some people who looked at me like, no, I don't want your freaking sandwich, you know? And then there were other in that, like that did activate me inside, you know, it was like, that's so rude. Like I went through all this trouble. Like, what else are you going to eat? You know, that type yeah. of energy. And that was a point to reflect and be like, wait, why is this upsetting me? Like I didn't make this sandwich. So this person would be grateful for the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, when I pass out a sandwich and someone is like, thank you. Like I haven't eaten in a few days. Like you have no idea how much this means to me that lit me up inside. It makes me want to do it again, but that's also a point to observe because it's like, Mm. Oh, so that really is like where I was. That is what I was wanting, you know? Yes. Wow. That, that was so powerful. Whenever I did that module, you know, I had read about karma yoga for years but your examples of like tracking that and like, you know, even with family, like unpacking the dishwasher and then wanting someone to be like, thank you so much for making my day easier. It's like, why did I need that? And yeah, Yeah. it's, yeah. I I like a, a a statement you said from that module was, can we live to give? 
Mm. And I, I keep that true to my heart so often. I love that. We feel like that's, I'll, I'll maybe give it a little thing of how to maybe start karma yoga. If that was like a very, very, I mean, so intro, but like start with the areas you're passionate about, you know, is it cooking? Is it cleaning? Like where can you just give a little bit more and just see where that takes you, you know, and it doesn't have to be you going and like doing these crazy things that's out of like, is it going to be a little inconvenient? Maybe, but you know, it's, it's a chance to better yourself, better the world and just, yeah, start with where you're passionate about and see where it takes you. Amazing. Thank you. Uh So I guess the next one I'll go to is, uh, it's so hard. Okay. Let's, let's maybe go to, we'll go to yana yoga since we've talked about that one. So yana yoga is that, that question of who am I? So right now, you know, if we pause, like, let's take a breath, close your eyes and ask that question. Who am I? And just notice, like, do you hear anything? Do you hear a voice? Do you notice labels coming up? I am a mother. I am a wife. You know, what is that story for you? And then realize you're none of those things. (laughs) You know, like all of that is literally fake. It's completely an illusion. So just, you know, without being harsh, kind of realizing that like, just as we're all breathing the same air, like we all are the same cosmic consciousness. So, you know, who are you? You are as divine as it comes, truly. So how can we connect with that deeper? And a simple practice to connect with that one would be to just, you know, really ask yourself that question anytime you're caught up like in your emotions or maybe you're telling a story or, you know, whatever that is for you. There's there's definitely a lot of, a lot of healing in that question. Do you Such feel like deep. that was, that was a yeah. good summary of that one? Yeah. Yeah. just wanted like small touch points on each. Okay. Um, you know, if you guys ever see my, when people say, what's your business, I show them like the business model and it's, it's amazing because it's created by Katie, um, an artist on our tribe and it's so beautiful, but basically it's a lily flower that I'll explain in another episode sometime, like why this vision came to life. But the four petals of the flower are these four paths that Ali is speaking about. And then one of the paths leads, leads into the eight limbs. And so that's Ali's basically giving you a little summary of each of our, each of the petals that come from, you know, this isn't our information. This is ancient wisdom that's been around for thousands and thousands of years that we're choosing to be flame keepers for and keep alive in this lifetime. Nobody owns this information. So it's such a deep tradition that like, this is none of my own concepts, like whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're communicating it beautifully. So that was, we've got karma yoga. We started with, we went to Jhana yoga and now which one are you? Now we have bhakti yoga. So this one I would say is probably the most challenging just because it is very, in the clouds, you know, and I will just preface this with, it doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what God you believe in, if you even believe in one, like, but this 
this path is really calling us to connect to something beyond ourselves. Like Mm. if, even if you don't believe in anything, like you have to take a step back and realize like you are a human who has all of these organs functioning at the same time you're breathing, you're literally swallowing, you're hearing these words. I'm saying food might be digesting like that in of itself is divine. That is divinely organized. How did your soul get here? Like, you know, like there is something greater at work here, no matter what you believe in. So this path is calling you to connect with that, connect with that through prayer, connect with that through mantra, like, Whatever ways you get lost in that flow state, like that is your way right now to deepen your practice of bhakti yoga. Would you say essentially like this is the path of devotion to the work? Yes, 100%. How are you choosing to practice devotion daily? What is your your devotion look like? Yes. Beautiful. And then finally, we're into Raja Yoga, which is the one that everybody is probably the most um, familiar with because that is what physical asana, um, physical yoga practice is in this limb. However, that is like one baby aspect. There's, I mean, there's the yamas, there's the niyamas, you know, there's so much um, within Raja Yoga, but it's the yoga of action. So it's really taking all of these things and actually implementing them into your body, you know, keeping your space clean, keeping your your energy clean, your meals clean, you know, showing up for yourself, dedication, discipline. Like I would say this is such a an actionable branch that it's it's almost it's like, it's the easiest to start with, but it's almost the one in my opinion that I like to focus on last just because I feel like the stuff is the most tangible. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, when we're in our physical yoga practice, it can be easy to forget that, oh, we could connect with bhakti yoga here, you know? So Mm -hmm. if if you study Raja yoga at the end, to me, that allows you to integrate all of the concepts like a little bit deeper. I agree, especially because in our society and in America, we take yoga as a physical workout practice and we leave out the ancient teachings of like that asana, which means physical poses, is just literally one microfiber of this lineage. And, you know, we don't want this to seem over like, you know, from this perspective of like, you don't practice yoga. If you don't know this, we're just opening the conversation of like, once you invite the lineage practice and teachings into the physical practice, your life can transform so much. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It, it, it completely is. And it's, it's not even a lifestyle shift because you become a different person. Like it was not, It was not intentional for me when I began this journey. I was not like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and become spiritual and hold my crystal, sing Om Mani Padme Hum in the shower. Like that's just what happened. (laughs) So how would you tie this, you know, back to what we talked about earlier of like saving mama earth and these principles, like if you were going to integrate these two together in this episode, um, what would you say? I would say to think of, you know, 
to, to think of earth as like an extension of yourself. So if we look at each of the paths, it's like, okay, karmically, how can I do better for, for myself and for her? You know, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. And then when you look at, you know, bhakti, it's like, okay, how can I admire the beauty that's outside and try to protect it? You know, mm-hmm. how can I be so devoted to this amazing place that like my soul chose to land? Like, this is fucking crazy that we're here. Like, mm-hmm. really, truly, like, it's crazy. So how can I, you know, show that gratitude through my devotion? Um, I would say the yoga of action is how can I, I don't like the idea of like staying in our bubble, you know, but through our own bubbles, we can start those changes that then like ripple out. So Mm -hmm. how can I look into my little bubble and see like what actions I can make? And then, you know, through the practice of yana yoga, it's like, how can I continuously revisit myself and what I'm passionate about and what I feel called to what messages am I getting you know am I getting the message that I need to be more of service here then I need to be more devoted here that this part of my life needs more action like that's all about going within and you know when we can go within and look at the earth as a reflection of ourselves we would Mm. need to not want to make change wow it's like yeah and small things like just picking up a piece of trash when you see it and saying, I'm sorry, earth. And just creating, I'm really hearing just like recreating the relationship with self and earth and merging the two. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. I hope, hope that wasn't too all over the map. I no, I think it's still excited. So (laughs) yeah, I love hearing you talk about this and I just want to reflect, you know, what an inspiration that you are to me, truly. Like I could just cry saying well, I it. Like, reflection, so. So, so grateful that you could share this magic. And do you have any um, final thoughts or shares? Um, we have a few more minutes, so no rush. But yeah, just anything else that's coming up for you as we wrap up? Probably just to say that yoga is unity. You know, so this this whole conversation and like everything that I've talked about that you've talked a bit about today isn't to create a division. It isn't to create this idea that like I'm higher than so-and-so because I am doing this, you know, or I'm taking care of the earth and they're not. So they are bad and they need to do more. Mm. It's like, no, yoga is unity. Unity means we're going to come together. Unity means we all have to do what is right on our path right now. So for you to take these actions might feel right and that's great and you can inspire other people, but that doesn't mean we can place judgment or harsh viewpoints or or anything on other people. So just keeping that unity aspect in mind is so important just for the integrity of like what this whole like lineage even means. Yes. That's so beautiful. That is, you couldn't have said that better. It's so important. It's like that unity, that oneness, that not being judgmental is part of the teachings and is part of that duality that we were speaking about earlier. Yes. 
And it can be like really easy, I feel, to get into that sometimes when you are first on this. If a lot of things in your life are shifting and you have such a big awakening, this really happened for me when I went plant-based for sure of just like, it is that tragedy, that pain we were talking about of just being devastated that everybody isn't like, what, you know, but there is hope and we are light workers. You know, we are a part of that cosmic connection and we are all one. So we're all just always walking each other home, like hand in hand. We're not, we're not on different levels. Like it's all it's all of us here just chilling on earth. <laughs> yes, that is so beautifully said. Thank you so much, Allie, for being here and for making the time. I'm so grateful that you're my sister. <laughs> Seriously. Same. It's pretty crazy when you think about like how our souls chose to be connected. Like time in this way like it's truly is magic it is and excited to continue learning from each other and we'll post in the um you know in the comments maybe if someone is interesting interested in that connecting yoga course or just connecting with you or talking about more of this what would you say the best way to get in contact with you is via Instagram, email, Instagram. Um, my Instagram's wholeheartedly Allie. Um, but also if you do want to know anything about the course, it's all still on, I have the platform. So, you know, I'm happy to make it live again and you can ask your questions there or anything like that. So just let me know. Amazing. And I'm thinking we'll definitely have to have you on for another episode to talk about this journey of, you know, motherhood, because I know that I've really taken them through my journey of like losing my grandmother, our grandmother and starting the business at that same time. And, you know, you are someone who lost our grandma and then brought life into the world two weeks later. And and I think like that would be really powerful too sometimes. So I'll be excited to have you back on. Yeah, I would love that. And I I definitely would love to connect with all the mothers out there. And it's such a challenging and lonely journey sometimes, but it's the biggest spiritual awakening I've ever had. So I'm, I would love that. Mm. Well, thank you. And everyone, as we close out today, if you just want to take your hands to your heart, Take a nice deep breath, feel that pranayama, that breath, that life force energy coming into your being and know that you are deserving, you are worthy, and you are loved. Thank you so much for being here today. And we will catch you next week on Cosmic Connections. Thanks, Allie. Bye. I welcome.